0: morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Wednesday, January 18th. On this date in 1975, The Jeffersons premiered on CBS. You've heard the show's famous theme song about the couple moving on up to the east side to their deluxe apartment in the sky. Sammy Davis Jr. and Jennifer Hudson have sung their own renditions. But think back to the actual show. The song was sung by someone better known from another CBS sitcom, Do you remember who sang it and what show they appeared in? I'll have that answer coming up. But first, let's head over to the Live 5 First Alert Weather Desk for your midweek forecast. And good morning to you. I'm meteorologist Joey Soba starting out with some clouds and some fog this morning. Be on the lookout for that as you head out the door. Temperatures in the 50s, very mild. Be near 60, about 68, 69 by lunchtime and in the low 70s for highs this afternoon. We'll call it partly to mostly cloudy today. There will be some sunshine mixed in, especially second half of the day. Tomorrow, a small chance of a shower very late in the day on our Thursday. Most of you stay dry, cool down a little bit, 68, mostly sunny on Friday Cooler 60 degrees with the mix of sunny clouds Saturday. Looks like Sunday is going to be our wet day ahead with a high around 66. You're listening to Morning Y'all. Your local headlines and first alert weather forecast. Powered by the Low Country's news leader, Life 5 News. Now let's check in on your morning headlines. Beaufort County deputies are investigating a shooting on Ladies Island that left one man hurt. Deputies say it happened on Hazel Farms Road just after 4 yesterday afternoon. They tell us a man had one gunshot wound to his leg and was taken to the hospital. No arrests have been made. Anyone with information should call the Beaufort County Communications Center. That number is
1: there on your screen. Well, after a tip to airport police, two men are facing drug trafficking charges. This is the second drug bust at the Charleston International Airport in less than a week. Officers say they found several large suitcases of marijuana at the Charleston International Airport Monday night. According to online records from the Charleston County Jail, 22-year-old Carl Days and 20-year-old Tyler Davis, both are facing charges of trafficking marijuana, more than 10 pounds, but less than 100 pounds. A report State's airport police received a tip and found 25 vacuum sealed bags of, quote, illegal narcotics in a suitcase weighing 28 pounds. They say a second suitcase contained 26 vacuum sealed bags weighing 29 pounds, making for a total of 57 pounds of narcotics found, according to officials.
0: Several cadets have been transported for treatment after a major general with the U.S. National Guard confirmed a riot at the McGrady Training Center. Officials say that riot happened yesterday afternoon at the training center in Eastover, which is just southeast of Columbia, where at-risk youth are housed. Several local agencies, along with the Fort Jackson Military Police, responded officials have not yet released a motive.
1: Well, new this morning, the Charleston County School District has fired one of its teachers after she failed to follow directions during a safety drill.
0: Nick Reagan is standing by with the details. Good morning, Nick. What do we know about the situation right now?
2: Yeah, good morning, Katie Aisha. Whitney Jaw was hired by the school district in August and then promptly fired in October for violating two safety policies. Live Five recently learned of her termination through a Freedom of Information Act request. Jaw is an experienced teacher with a doctorate in education. She came out of retirement last year and was serving as a teacher at Daniel Jenkins Academy. However, the termination letter in her employee file says she chose not to follow safety policies, specifically on safety. September 12th. The letter says she didn't participate in the emergency lockdown drill happening school-wide, saying she was not given proper notice. Now, those lockdown drills, they're used whenever there is a serious threat to students like an active shooter. Participation is not optional and is, in fact, required by the state every year. The district also found the way she handled an upset student inappropriate. The termination letter says the student walked into her classroom clearly agitated. She allegedly responded by blowing in his face, claiming that that's a technique used to soothe babies. The district says that that technique does not meet with their standards for handling children. Now, the district they didn't have any further comment on this situation, and jaw has not yet responded to my request for comment.
1: All right, thank you, Nick. Well, officials with the Charleston County School Board have announced this year's spelling bee, it's back in person. Elementary and middle school spellers are set to compete tomorrow night at 6 p.m. That will be at Burke High School in the auditorium. Now, the top 10 spellers from this year's event will advance to the regional bee in March
0: former president donald trump is set to start his 2024 presidential campaign right here in south carolina and he'll be joined by two of his biggest supporters in the state according to the associated press u.s senator lindsey graham and governor henry mcmaster will be at the state house in columbia january 28th when trump unveils his south carolina leadership team trump's campaign had previously confirmed the south carolina event but had not provided many details According to a source familiar with the plans, the event will also include members of South Carolina's congressional delegation as well as some state lawmakers. U.S. Representative Nancy Mace told the AP she would not attend the event and that she would wait to endorse a 2024 candidate once the field is set.
1: Well, some library books are getting a second look. Berkeley County officials say no books have been banned or removed from public libraries, but an alleged visitor complaint led to a review of some. Anna Harris spoke to a county official on why this is happening and what others have to say.
3: One person told me that library administration was asked to take down books last week that were listed under the 850 banned books list. He says he is concerned about the kind of content that has been temporarily removed from bookshelves. HE SAYS THE LIST OF 850 BANNED BOOKS COMES FROM TEXAS LAWMAKER MATT KRAUSE. IN LATE 2021, PART OF KRAUSE'S CAMPAIGN WAS TO INVESTIGATE BOOKS THAT COVER RACE, GENDER IDENTITY, AND SEXUAL ORIENTATION IN PUBLIC SCHOOLS. SOME OF THE BOOKS ON THIS LIST INCLUDE THE CONFESSIONS OF NAT TURNER, A PULITZER PRIZE-WINNING NOVEL ABOUT SLAVERY BY WILLIAM Styron, AND THE CIDER HOUSE RULES BY JOHN IRVING THAT ADDRESSES TOPICS ABOUT ABORTION. Berkeley County does not specify what books are up for review from their libraries and does not reference Krause's list. Generally Jamison, the county's public information officer, says the books being reviewed are from the library's general collection. At the Library Board of Trustees meeting, they did not discuss this topic. The county library system is currently reviewing its collection, but there's been no directive at this time to permanently ban or remove any titles or any material. I asked the county's library director, Gene Brunson, for an interview, but he declined to make a comment. Jamison says that there is no timeline of when these books might return to the bookshelves, if they do, because they want to make sure that they have done a further review before any decisions have been made. In the newsroom, Anna Harris, Sly 5 News.
0: SEVEN COMMUNITY CENTERS ACROSS BERKELEY COUNTY WILL SOON OFFER HIGH-SPEED INTERNET ACCESS TO THE COMMUNITY. THAT'S THANKS TO A PARTNERSHIP BETWEEN GOOGLE AND THE BERKELEY COUNTY CHAMBER OF COMMERCE. OFFICIALS SAY THE $43,000 GRANT FOR BROADBAND ACCESS IN BERKELEY COUNTY IS CRUCIAL BECAUSE IT'S MORE OF AN UNDERSERVED RURAL AREA. COUNTY OFFICIALS SAY THE INTERNET ACCESS IS NECESSARY FOR TRAINING, HEALTHCARE, EDUCATION AND NETWORKING OPPORTUNITIES. Officials say they hope to have everything up and running in the next six months. For a look at those centers and who will have broadband, head to this story on life5news.com. More than two dozen tornadoes and severe storms ripped through the south last week, leaving hundreds of thousands of people without power and more than 10 people dead.
1: Yeah, major damage is still being assessed in Alabama as well as Georgia. And Red Cross volunteers from right here in South Carolina have stepped up to help out.
0: Our Emily Johnson joins us now. So, Emily, what can you tell us about the relief efforts and how some low country locals are helping out?
4: Red Cross relief teams are currently performing damage assessments by uploading information and photos to a Red Cross database. One team in Georgia right now is being led by a low country native. Joshua Perryman is leading a disaster relief crew making contact with people impacted by the severe weather. He and his team are categorized Rising damage and connecting people with resources. He says that they've mostly seen fallen and snapped trees so far in some homes with damage. Perman says that he was once on the receiving end of the Red Cross benefits when a tree fell on his Adesto home during Hurricane Dorian. Now he is passionate about volunteering to help others who are going through similar experiences. We have additional specialized trained personnel called our DMH team, Disaster Mental Health and Disaster Health Services, and we have a Spiritual Care Division as well. Um, But just that Red Cross networker there for someone to talk to, even have a shoulder to cry on at their worst time of need, because we're going out on our calls, seeing people at their worst times. They just lost possibly everything they own. Perryman encourages anyone with free time and a passion for volunteering to consider training and joining one of these teams. You can find more information about the Red Cross relief efforts on our website. Reporting live in Charleston, Emily Johnson, Live
1: 5 News. All right, thanks so much, Emily. Well, friends and family, they're set to gather Friday for the funeral of Arthur Ravenel Jr., a well-known and longtime Lowcountry politician.
0: According to his obituary, his funeral will be held Friday at 2 p.m. in the French Huguenot Church located at 136 Church Street.
1: A burial will follow in the church's cemetery. Ravenel Jr. died Monday at the age of 95.
0: At the top of the show, I mentioned the famous theme song of the Jeffersons called Moving On Up. So, who sang it and where did TV audiences regularly see her? Give yourself a gold star if you remember that singer and actress. Janae Dubois performed the song, and she appeared as Willona, the neighbor to the Evans family on Good Times. Sadly, she passed away in 2020 at age 74. Celebrating birthdays today, actor Kevin Costner is 68. Actress Allison Ingram, who played the spoiled Nellie Olson on Little House on the Prairie. She's 61, and actor Jason Siegel from How I Met Your Mother is 43. Thank you for joining us for Morning Y'all, powered by Live 5 News. I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Morning Y'all, produced every weekday morning. You can listen and subscribe at live5news.com slash podcast. And download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.